Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm glad you joined us. Today's show is going to be about transporting cattle. It's something that we see every day on our highways and byways and interstates. And it's just something that sometimes we take for granted of throwing a calf on the trailer and getting on down the road. So stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and I'm glad that you joined us today. We've been doing this show now for, for in our 12th season, going to be going on 13 years and uh, over 600 or hit, will hit 600 episodes. I uh, am a veterinarian. I practice. I am one of the owners of Production Animal Consultation that provides veterinary care for about 30% of the cattle on feed in the United States. And also uh, have a split appointment where I help and have a part-time appointment at Iowa State University helping with uh, some of the research and, and engagement for the beef producers in the state of Iowa and, and beyond. Today we're going to talk about something that, that my academic and professional uh, life has, has helped me uh, have a greater appreciation for, and that's cattle transport. Uh, I've done a lot of research on animal welfare and whether we're talking about packer processors, feed yards, ranches, uh, retailers, uh, you know, just so many different types of, of entities and in the, in the OIE, the World Animal Health Organization, uh, I helped chair their animal welfare committee and transporting animals, whether it's by sea or by air. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but we do transport cattle uh, daily in, by, by containers and, and, and on ships. And, but when we think about how often animals are transported, when we think about cows and we're moving them from pasture to pasture, you know, a short haul or a long haul can have significant stress on the animal. They say that half of the stress of transportation occurs at loading. So when we think about the importance of, of our loading facilities, along with our route and different things that, that go along with transporting cattle, it's really important. And so the four things to, to cattle transport is making sure we have the right animal, that we have the right driver, that we have the right equipment, and we have the, the right environment. And so those are the things we're gonna touch on today. So when we talk about the right animal, the big thing is, is when we talk about the right animal going on a trailer, is not necessarily always looking out just for the healthiest and bounciest animal. It's making sure that we don't put the animal on there that's not fit for travel. And that's really the terminology we use. And when we place animals on a trailer, you know, get them loaded, um, that's, that's not the end of the story. And sometimes when we put animals on a trailer that are not fit for transport, by the time we jump in the pickup and we drive for a couple hours and we get there and we open up the back and that animal doesn't get up, um, we cannot drag that animal off of the trailer. The Downed Animal Act prohibits us from dragging that animal. And especially if you're at a, a slaughter facility and once you pull onto the premise, um, now we're getting to that point where, where that animal uh, will need to be humanely euthanized uh, if it can't stand up. Now you can give it some time, um, but, but that's what we're, we're dealing with. We don't want to load sick, injured, or ill 
disabled or fatigued animals. We don't want to load any animals that are lame to the point where they're only standing on, on three legs. Those are animals that as you move in the, the trailer and start and stop, uh, they can't maintain their balance and, and they'll go down. We don't want to put animals that are blind in both eyes uh, in a group on a trailer. We'll give them their own compartment to, to transport them. We cannot put newborn calves that have unhealed navels on trucks for transport. And lastly, we do not want to put animals, cows or heifers, that are within the final 10% of their gestation period on the, the truck. Stress and cortisol is what triggers partrition. And if they're that close to, to cabin, when they're on the truck and they get to bouncing around, um, those are some things that, uh, you know, that when Cindy got close to having our firstborn, we took the ride down the bumpy road. It did not help, but with cows, it must. But anyway, we're going to take a break. Make sure we have the right animal. Make sure they're fit for transport. Um, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. I'm a veterinarian and uh, also professor. Uh, spend a lot of time in, in Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, uh, upper Midwest, Midwest, kind of that corn belt, cattle feeding and high plains uh, cross. Uh, really enjoy working day to day with, with the industry. I work with a lot of processors and packers on, on animal health and welfare issues. And, and the one thing about transporting animals is that cold stress has really negative effects on lightweight cattle and heat stress has really negative effects on heavyweight or finished cattle. And so trying to keep cold stress off of the, the lightweight animals and trying to make sure that we don't stop a trailer with, with fed cattle on it or finished cattle uh, is vitally important. So those are some of our, our risk factors. And so when and when we're talking about airflow in the trailer is truck speed and keeping the truck moving and making sure that we don't stop for too long. And if we do stop, we want to make sure that we park perpendicular to the wind direction so that wind direction, wind is coming through the trailer onto the cattle. Um, so I think it's almost more important that when you park or when you get gas, you know, there's a lot of times you want to pull in and, and be in that herringbone uh, fashion where there's other trucks or if you're pulling into to gas, I always want to make sure that the truck or the, the trailer is someplace where they're not parked next to other trailers or parked next to a wall or, or behind a windbreak because I always want that airflow uh, moving through that, that trailer. Another one is making sure that we have proper vent area in the trailer to make sure that we can catch air uh, as we're going down the road. And if we, uh, you know, if we overstock the trailer uh, during times of, of summertime, if you put too many cows on there, the cattle in the middle won't catch any air. Um, and so, so making sure that we have cattle uh, put in the trailer at an adequate density. We, now, the opposite is true when we're thinking about cold stress. <laughs> when we think about cold stress, we're going to start talking about boarding the sides of the trailer and you've seen it whether we're hauling pigs or hauling cattle in the wintertime up and down the interstates people will board the sides of the the trailer for for maintaining heat inside there uh, in the wintertime we can actually increase the stocking density within the trailers because we're trying to maintain body 
uh, heat. And then one of the things that I'm really getting hooked on when I transport cattle is bedding and uh, especially long haul cattle, but this helps maintain some heat and some insulation in that floor. Um, when we start to look in these northern climates of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, even Nebraska, uh, Wyoming, putting some bedding on these cattle that are going to be long haul going to feed yards pays off huge dividends in, in these calves. If we're going over mountain passes and we're coming from one side of a mountain range into the, to the high plains to feed these cattle, uh, people who are really good stockmen and good transporters are putting some straw or putting some bedding uh, down um, in case these calves would want to lay down or in case these cattle can keep some, some heat and, and some opportunity. It just improves the ride. So anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk, we've talked about the right animal, the right environment. We'll talk about some of the equipment and the driver things. You're watching Doc Talk. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and today we're talking about transportation. And remember at the beginning, I said half of the stress of transportation occurs at loading. And obviously that's dependent on how long the haul is. But what I mean is, is there are a lot of things that can happen at the time of loading that create stress on the animals that not necessarily going to happen while we're, while we're transporting. So what are some of the things that we can do at the time of, of loading? It is making sure we're doing it at the right time of the day. If we're doing this in the heat of the day and we're moving cattle and we're working cattle uh, and these cattle don't have shade and they don't have something to drink or they don't have the ability to recover, uh, this can create some, some stress and some issues that we don't, don't want. Um, the other side of this is, is making sure that we have proper uh, sorting pens and proper alleys and that we know how to work those pens, that we aren't pushing cattle back against in a short alley where they're crushing each other. Uh, we want to have more open holding pens where those cattle, as we walk in, they can come around us and they can exit that pen and, and go up the alley. We want to make sure we have proper uh, crowding facility. Uh, what I mean by that is going from a big alley to a single file. Uh, we want to make sure that we have a tub or, or a bud box or a bud tub uh, set up so that we can help those cattle see exactly where it is that we want them to go. And then as we get to the loadout chute, um, you know, uh, I got a call the other day from a, from a person in Wisconsin that was trying to build a loadout chute uh, on a hillside and they're wanting to know how much angle you could have uh, and build loadout chute. And when you start to think about the angle of a hill and then compound that with the angle of a loadout for a semi, and then compound that one more time and within that semi of going up onto the top deck, uh, there is a really, really steep climb. And so we want a nice level place where these cattle can, can smoothly exit. Another thing is, is that cattle like to see where they're going. So when we have that flat loadout, those cattle can see where they're going and they're not exerting too much energy trying to get up that very steep ramp. The other thing I like to have at the end, and you can see on this loadout, is that we like to have at the base this these you can build these nice uh, swivel snap to the that'll snap to the to wherever the trailer backs up uh, and and snaps tight because we don't want to let any cattle uh, step through a crack on the truck 
and 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 deglove or or hurt their hooves. So we want to make sure the truck is is flush with the the loadout. And then at the end of it, I like to put the two swing gates that can move to be exactly attached to where that truck is parked or where that door, or that entrance to that trailer is. If I'm off six inches, cattle going into that trailer will hit shoulders and will get dropped shoulders the same way as when they're coming out. And, and so making sure that I'm backed up right where I need to be and, and that I don't have any space where they can step through is, is going to be vital. Other things to, to make sure that, that are, make sure your gates work properly so you don't get hurt. Make sure we have non-slip flooring uh, so these cattle don't fall down while they're, they're going through uh, to this. And then as those cattle are loaded, work with your driver, make sure you have the right paperwork, uh, look over the cattle, make sure that they look good, uh, count the number of cattle, get your weights, write it down, keep all this with you uh, so that you can have it, so you can share it with people. And I even give them a call to tell them the cattle are on the way. So uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up on transporting cattle. You're watching Doc Talk, and I'm very glad that you joined us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we're talking about transporting cattle. And you know, the, the right animal, the right equipment, the right environment, the right driver. And when it gets down to the right driver, um, this is, you know, all the things that can go wrong due to transportation. You know, we used to think, well, it's just that we sorted cattle two days before, and so we got dark cutters uh, at the plant. Or uh, this animal was hot when we sorted them and it was over exhausted and, and, and then we think about the environment and we look across the United States, how hot it can get and how cold it can get. And these cattle are out on the roads. Uh, I don't like driving with my window down all the time. Uh, and so we talk about heat exhaustion and, and so, you know, the one thing we do know that when we see problems, when cattle arrive, if they're stacked too densely. And, and so too densely, one way to, to make sure the driver is right and doesn't put too many cattle on the load or put too many cattle in the belly or too many in the top duck, deck or in the, the nose or, or in the doghouse or, or back, what we need to understand is that cattle will either stand perpendicular, and if you drive down the highway, I want you to look at this, but when you go past a semi-trailer full of cattle, those cattle will stand in their perpendicular or parallel uh, to the direction in which the, the truck is going. You'll either see a tail or a nose most of the time, and it's not because they're curious. That's the best way for them to stand in that, that trailer. If they're standing diagonal and they're very disorganized, that generally means we have too many animals in that compartment or on that, that trailer, and they're just trying to figure out how to stand. When we think about this and we think about the driver, once they, the density, we don't want to put too many on the trailer, but we don't want to have too few either because cattle actually help each other stand up. And I thought about this, we are coming back through the Denver airport. And if you've ever tried to be on the tram uh, of the Denver airport and not hang on to the, to the rail, it's very difficult to, to stay upright. And I can't imagine what some cattle go through when we start to pull away uh, in our in our F750 whatever that we're driving, pulling these trailers, and then we get to daydreaming and oh, here's the stop or here's the curve. And, and just think about, we're talking about not being able to stand up on a tram when we know what's coming. We hear the ding, 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 we're gonna stop. We're approaching 
terminal A, cattle don't get that warning. And all of a sudden we get them to move in one direction or the other. And when they're too lo loosely packed, they don't have anything to fall against. And sometimes when they're really, really densely packed, if they fall down, they can't get back up because they're, they're too densely across the top of each other. So when we start to think about the right driver, I'm really thinking about density of how you put them on the trailer, how you start and how you stop that, that trailer, how you take curves and things to, to that fashion. And, and then one of the other things is, is we'll take and look at a radar map uh, before we take off to look at snow or to look at, at rain so that we can avoid those. We'll even look at your, your roadmap so I can avoid uh, construction because if I'm hauling fat cattle and I get to a place with road construction and I have to stop, remember that's just, that's just, that's just really, really hard on, on fat cattle is, is when we stop that truck. So I'm looking, I'm planning my route based on weather, based on road construction, based on distance and, and things to that nature. And I'm calling ahead to let people know where I'm at and, and constantly, uh, uh, doing that. And then for your safety, when you're driving, make sure you have plenty of fluids, make sure you stay awake, uh, turn the radio up, turn the air conditioner up, whatever it takes, but, uh, you know, take care of yourselves. That's, uh, is really, really important. We'll have much more about transportation and different things. I just wanted to kind of wet our whistle and get things moving in the right direction. Thanks for watching the show today. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the transportation beef quality assurance modules. Get on the, the beef quality assurance website. And if you aren't beef quality assurance transportation certified, there's a great program there. Uh, lots of good nuggets of information. Thanks for watching today. Always remember to work with your local veterinarian. And if you want to find out more about what we do here at Doc Talk, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and I'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals.